All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. Today we have an extraordinary guest, producer, Mr. Mark Bird. What's happening? What's happening? I'm so glad you joined us today. Pleasure, man. Pleasure Thanks sitting down me. with you. Absolutely, Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. So, I'm just going to jump right into, into the question. Now, I know you probably ask this question every time you do an interview, so I'm going to ask it differently. Okay, so we all know you started off as an artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know that you got into production based um, by your uncle, right? Yeah, yeah. So how, what was some of the difficulties you experienced in transitioning from an artist into being a producer? Um, honestly, it wasn't really that difficult. It was more so like the, the producer really came as like, okay, mm. I got tired of going to other people's studios. It's like... That's not, I heard the beat you gave, homie. Like, you playing me this, this doesn't sound the same. All right, I'm gonna just go make it. Go so, make it out. And so then it was like, once I started producing, it was easy to fall back because I was, I'm a very selfless person. So it's mm. like, I would see, like, oh, okay, homie, kill this better than I would. Oh, you can have this. Oh, this, this fits you. Okay, you can mm -hmm. have, and this is like, Oh, so now I'm putting the songs together. So it's like mm. now I'm producing. So then it was like it was really easy to just okay. fall out of the artist seat. It was like the most easy transition ever. Mm. It's like I just phased out. Are there times when you wish you could go back and be an artist? Nah, nah, um, nah because I like. I mean, I still write from time to time, um, but that made me a better producer. So I write for other artists. So nine times okay. out of 10 when I make a record, it, it already has a hook, mm. maybe a verse. I might demo the whole song. Here you go. Okay. Just take what you like. But um, nah, I feel like being an artist was limited. Mm. You kind of stuck to your genre. Okay. As a producer, I can, you can be in any genre you, you want. Be. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that kind of makes sense, you know, so it's kind of the more freedom that lives in the realm of production as being a producer versus kind of just being a rapper or a yeah. singer, right? Yeah. And so you can be anything you want to be as a producer. I can produce country, hip hop, pop. Exactly. I can fuse genres together. That's versus, right. Versus That's right. I rap. So I'll always be a rapper. So you'll always be a rapper. That's right. So I know you're part of the freshman. Yeah. So talk about, about this. Your brother. So talk about that experience and then really the experience of being within a production team and what were some of the challenges and barriers that you experienced? Um, the greatest thing about it was it taught collaboration. Mm. Um, challenges? I'd say our biggest challenge is it was four of us. So everybody had their own direction for the record. So I mean, we just saw it one easy way. We, did it all four ways and listened back to it. Like, okay, <laughs> that's the best one. All right, we're just gonna roll with that one. Um, working in a group, you you have to leave your ego at the door. Mm. So like, you have to trust your brothers. So if there's three other people in a group and they're telling me that this ain't it, mm -hmm. it might not be it. Sometimes it is, but more than likely, three other mm -hmm. people won't be wrong. So check your ego at the door. Um, but like I say, the hardest challenge is like everybody has a vision for the record. 
Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you just gotta try four different ways. So how do, so how do you get over that? How do you get over the ego? Um, is I feel like it's natural. Like if you really want to get better, you gotta still sharpen still. Mm-hmm. So if you're around people that do something better than you, like my brothers, they did things better than I did. Mm-hmm. I I did this. Mac did this. Jay did this. E did that. So when it came to listening to them. They're mm-hmm. listening to it from their point of view. So this is like, ah, so maybe if I keep doing what I'm doing, but take what Max said to do, mm. take what Jay said to do, and take what E said to do, then it becomes a record that nobody can deny. Mm. So it's easy to check your ego when you want to be better. You know, I think that's kind of one of the most difficult things for producers to do today is kind of check that ego in order to be able to effectively collaborate with, with others. And so I know even from my own personal experience that sometimes can be a hindrance to people really churning out great music together. Kind of can kind of be the different vision that people have. Mm-hmm. And the ego can kind of get in the way yeah. also with that. So I do want to ask, are the freshmen still together or? Uh, no, we, we disbanded. Um, Everybody just had different paths, mm. and it was it's no, no hardship, no like when I tell you these is my brothers, we literally talk every single day. That's good. Nothing changes. Um, everybody just saw their own path and where mm. they wanted to go, but we support each other in that path. So, with that being said, if Mac has a record that he's working mm-hmm. on, he'll send it. Like y'all need your ear on this. Okay, cool. You should do X, Y. Well, send me the session. I'll do it. Boom, boom, boom. Or if I'm working on something, I'll send it to Mac and Jay. Like, what y'all think? Mac can be like, yo, we should change this. All right, cool. You go ahead and do it. Mm. Um, Working on projects for other artists, Mm -hmm. I still bring Jay in to mix the project for me. Okay. We just just went different paths, but all of us, we still collaborate together. That never changes. That's good. Absolutely. So let me ask you, so what has been some of the, the biggest challenges or the most pivotal moment in your career that kind of changed your trajectory? Um, man, I'll say some of my most pivotal moments in turn became biggest, my biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, the luck or what, whatever they have it be. Mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, so you see the guys that put in hundred. Mm-hmm. Two, three hundred placements before they get to the big fish. Right. For me, it seemed weird because if people follow me, you'll see joint here, mm-hmm. joint there, joint over there, mm-hmm. get a little quiet, boom, Kanye placement. Like, God, like, like yeah. it just happened. Yeah, yeah. So it was like as big as it can be. Like, mm-hmm. when you think about it, like, realistically, it's like, as great as it was for me, you can you can say what you want. Ye will still top five in the music industry, like of all, like of right all. now, like yeah. he's one of the top five artists. Mm-hmm. So to hit that top five so early, mm-hmm. the challenge became everybody is like, so when's the next Ye record? Mm-hmm. It's like they're looking at you, and it's like it's almost like, yeah, all that's cool. But what about another Yay record or the the other four people that's in the top five? It's like, damn, so nothing else I was putting up matters. 
Yeah. So that became a challenge. Like, mm. and, and it became a challenge because of the level of expectation that people now had. Yeah. Like, based upon how, like, kind of how quick it happened. Yeah. Okay. Like, I went to, I remember, it's a true story. Um, right after Pablo, so what happens is once you get placed on, like, something that major, mm -hmm. publishers come the credits. They're going to come find you. To, for a pub deal. Mm -hmm. So I went into meetings and I remember having a meeting with somebody, not gonna say who. And I remember telling them, they were like, so you got another yay record coming? I'm like, well, you know, always working. Mm -hmm. Just never know it's gonna hit. And I was like, but I do have, and I lined up my, my joint. I'm like, I got 20 records coming next year. Mm -hmm. And they didn't even care about the pipeline. All they cared about was the yay, yay record. The next year, I actually put up 29 records. Hmm. And they were like, but nobody cared. Wow. So it's the expectation. It's like, if you're not hitting a certain mm -hmm. joint, then it's, it became a little weird. Wow. So. Yeah, that had to be weird. <laughs> yeah. For, the, for you to have such a, a wide catalog of music out there, but they were only so concerned about, hey, when's the next ready? The next year album comes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, bless you. Excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, I of course, we connected a long time ago. Um, I think the first time we actually connected was at an iStandard event. Yeah. Uh, and I actually remember you speaking at the event. And it was funny because you were like, uh, you were saying something about kindred spirit. And I was like, yeah, kindred spirit, right? And and, and that's kind of how we start to, to kind of form that uh, type of relationship uh, as well. Um, and so I've been following you for, for a while. And so there are two phrases that I kind of know that you, uh, that kind of stuck and are kind of like your, your theme. Uh, the first is, uh, I deserve it. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. Where, where did that originate from and why is that kind of like your theme today? Um, it started with working out, actually. Mm. I was like much heavier when we first moved to Atlanta doing music. I, I think I hit my heaviest. I was like 265, 270. Mm. So the process of working out was hard initially because it was okay. something that was foreign. So to motivate myself, like after every workout, I would tell myself I deserve it. I deserve mm. to work out. I deserve to treat myself good. Then I just started thinking about like, man, every day I wake up, it would be the first thing I would say. Mm. First thing I would post to like, people who was paying attention. It would be like six, seven in the mm. morning, like every morning, like, boom. First thing, it's like now I deserve everything that I'm supposed to get because I believe in it and I'm working towards it. Mm -hmm. So that's why it just became the everyday model. Okay. So it's like in anything you think about, you're like, man, I put the work in for this. Mm -hmm. I had the faith to do this. Yeah, I deserve it. Yeah, because I, I absolutely see it as a consistent message on your uh, Instagram. Yeah. And people gravitate toward it. I mean, I, I would look at it and I would see tons of comments about I deserve and how it's an inspiration to others as well. So uh, I think that is one of the biggest themes that people can gravitate towards is that I deserve it. So the second one is the one you got right now, the one that you're rocking today, uh, God level. Right. So talk a little bit about that. Oh, um, man, it, it's a state of mind. Um, it's really just like where you mentally exist. Like, do you, do you, the, the word exists. Mm -hmm. Do you exist or do you live? Mm -hmm. There's a huge difference between the two. I'm saying so, 
that being said, the the actual definition for God level, which people will start seeing very soon, I'll give it to you now, is the gods don't live like the slaves. The gods don't live like the slaves. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Spiritually. You you can't shackle a god. But you can shackle a slave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's the mentality. Mentality. I was going to say that. It's the mentality. Mentality. That's right. I mean, when you reach God level, it really doesn't matter what's going on around you. You know mm-hmm. in your heart and your soul that you're going to prosper through it. So you always stay above it. You don't even come down to mm-hmm. it. Like you can be in the middle of the worst storm. But when you're at God level, you don't even, it doesn't phase you because you know that mm-hmm. this is not, this is not mine. Mm-hmm. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I just got to walk through it right now. That's right. Yeah, you know, that's a very key insight because you can think it in your head and what you think really can turn into like your habits mm-hmm. and then your habits can turn into behaviors, right? And so kind of how you think about it, and I love the phrase, what you said is that every morning I wake up thinking I deserve it, I deserve it because then that turns into habits, things that you do on it, uh, that you do that kind of reflect that, that I deserve it. Or even in this case, the God level mentality. And that's why it became the name of the production company as well as the production oh, really? team because it's like, we set a standard for ourselves. Mm. This is the standard. Standard. So like subconsciously when I'm making music, if it doesn't sound like this, mm. it, it never gets sent out. Wow. Okay, so that's that's very interesting. If it hasn't hit that level where I can be like, okay, or 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 we can be like, yeah, that's it, mm-hmm. it'll never it'll never see the light of day. See the light of day. <laughs> see the light of day. Uh, so, you know, I know you're absolutely into like the physical health and, and running and exercising and ensuring that uh, you maintain your, your, your physical body. So how does, even from a mentality perspective, how do those things kind of help you stay focused? Oh, man, honestly, like working out or running, running became my therapy. Mm. Like my thing with running is it would be the first thing I do. So like I, I would get up. Like how most people had a morning routine. Yep. Yep. This is my morning routine. Like whenever you see me post a running photo, mm-hmm. this is how it happens. It's usually I get up, I brush my teeth, and I go run. Mm-hmm. I don't eat, I don't drink, I don't talk. I literally go run. It's the very first thing that I do. I might drive 20 minutes just to go to a trail mm-hmm. and just run. And the thought process behind it all is like when you're running, you see other runners couples walking together mm-hmm. you see animals you see people commuting you see, you see life personified mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible to have a bad day after seeing <laughs> that much life in action so once that's done it's just like man i just mm-hmm. i just saw so much stuff to motivate me let me go be productive mm-hmm. that's that's it so the very first thing you do is ensure that in some way you, you're connected and ensuring that as soon as you wake up that you are doing something that kind of sets the tone and the mood mm-hmm. and then from there you kind you of take all day. You just do the whole day down like you mm-hmm. you started off right like boom okay cool the run is done 
lunch is done. Mm-hmm. Especially now we get the Apple Watch. Like, okay, I don't already <laughs> hit my, I don't already hit my move goal, my exercise goal, and it's only ten thirty. I'm, I'm trying to see what I can do the rest right. of the day. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about personal sacrifices. So what are some of the things that you personally had to either sacrifice or overcome to get to where you are today? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. No, like everything, every single aspect. Mm. Family, friends, time with my children, relationships, mm-hmm. anything monetarily from equipment, to cars to everything. Everything. You're going to lose it mm. at some point if you really, if you really like grinding it out. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, man. A lot of people turn around before they see the breakthrough. Mm. They let the breakdown break them all the way down to the point they don't make it to the breakthrough. Mm. Nah, man. I I saw it different. I saw it even to this day. Like, you know, life is all about valleys and peaks. You're going to be up, you're going to be down, but you have to see it so far ahead that that valley is simply just another stepping stone mm. to get back to the peak. Do you think in today's culture, that mentality happens in that way? Um, Sometimes. I won't say it's foreign, but in a lot of cases, um, we're in the culture now is, is very microwave. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody wants the instant, the instant gratification. Right. Like, okay, I make twenty beats, I should be a millionaire. Right. It's like, nah, bro. Like, do you even understand what it takes to get a number one record? Mm. Like, everything has to line up. Just because the record is great, yeah, and the writing was great, and the artist cut it great, and the beat was great. What if the marketing is off? Mm. What if the management is off? What if the label is mm-hmm. on? Like everything, like Doug, the stars have to line up. The marketing has to be on point. The label, the mixing, the mastering, the producing, the writing, mm-hmm. everything has to be right. Even mm-hmm. down to the artist, the timing has to be right. Their personality has so much stuff has to line up mm-hmm. for you to get that big record. Like nobody thinks about every little component that goes into that. So with that being said, Man, keep working until you get it. Right. That's the luxury of this stuff. Like, man, most of us have the access to make music at any time that we want mm-hmm. to. If you can only do it once, you're really not that good. So just keep doing it. Yeah, so many people kind of give up before they go, kind of like we said with the microwave society. They kind of go, okay, I made all these beats now. I should be kind of a millionaire. Oh, I should have a hit record. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, man, forget that. I don't want to do this now. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of the, the the picture that I've kind of seen on Instagram of the old man. He has the, the pick. Oh, the pick. And, and it's like, like all the diamonds, diamonds yeah. over there. Yeah. And he's like, ah. Oh, he, he just stops right before the breakthrough. Right. And the next old man is like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going and trying to get the actual diamonds. And I think that's, so let me say it this way. Do you think the culture today kind of sets that as a, a stigma today that with the way that social media is that, oh, yeah, you can just put out a make be in a to make the beat and boom, you kind of yeah. on now. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the way the social media and everything else works, 
it can, it can definitely give that impression mm-hmm. and that's the one that okay cool I got 20,000 followers I should be popping just be popping like, nah bro I know people with two three hundred followers that got more money than everybody <laughs> in the room that I know <laughs> but it's just like it's how you work it mm-hmm. like I just seen something crazy on social media or some girl she was she started a brand or she was branding some mm-hmm. merchandise and she was supposed to sell like 250 pieces of merch or whatever. It's 2.6 million followers and couldn't move 250 pieces of merch. Mm. So, just, wow. That, that, that ain't it. <laughs> so the number of followers really nah. is not equating to the ability to kind Man, of look. engage or move things with, with people. What would you rather have? 2 million followers with 1% support? Or two hundred thousand followers with a hundred percent support. Yeah, two hundred thousand followers. I I mean, yeah, that's just a simple because the the latter is actually doing. You can engage in movement, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't understand. You can, you can be cool doing what you do. Mm -hmm. You can be really chill doing what you do. And nobody really would know. There's tons of people out here that's doing a lot of different things mm-hmm. that most that are really under the radar mm-hmm. that most people don't know. But as soon as they find it, they go, "Oh, that was you. that was you." I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, because I think just from a social media perspective, most people kind of have that. They put on airs or that facade, and like, yeah. "Oh, I'm, I made it. I'm up here at this level, and I'm making. I'm, I'm, I'm big time." When the reality is like wow, and that's why like with social media, I'm, I, I I let people see what I feel like they should mm-hmm. see as far as like motivation goes, but the day to day is the stuff that you'd be like, oh word, you do all that mm-hmm. one day, but yeah, you talk to that many people in a day, yeah, I send that many emails a day, I mix these many records a day, I do yeah, wow, and ain't about social media for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's cool. But a lot of people like to put on the. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do it in real life. I'd rather do it in real life. That's right. So I am going to bring up something because we've had many talks about your um, endeavor to provide educational opportunities to people. So I'm going to ask so, so kind of, where, did, where does that stand? Uh, you're talking about as far as like classes yeah. and everything? Yep. Um, Coming sooner than y'all think. Uh oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, <laughs> and all I'm gonna say is, um, seriously though, um, there'll be classes coming soon. Mm. It's gonna be actual producer and writer camps that I'm putting on, and the guy level team's putting on for artists that we're working mm-hmm. with. It's about to get real fun. I'm glad. Like, yeah, yeah. No, we talked about it many times. Oh no, this this it's turning into something yeah. crazy. I, I've been sitting back, and the thing that I've been doing is actually getting everything in place. Mm. Like I don't want to just put on a camp. I want I want people to really get the the bang for their buck. I mm. want people to get the best for it. Like I'm not one of those guys that would just tell you to pay me to do something. No, man, I got to make sure that. I'm giving you exactly what you mm-hmm. need before I, I won't be satisfied if I just tell you to pay me X amount of dollars and you leave and you don't have everything yeah, that you yeah. need. So and I wanted to make sure I did it right, like mm-hmm. even down to like sponsors and everything else. Absolutely. So that's what, be excellence. Mm-hmm. 
God level. God level. God level. That's right. God level. Okay, so that's absolutely great to hear that that type of Enterprise is coming. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, like I said, we talked about it many times before. So now I would say, if you need help with anything, just always just let me know. You know, Perfect. I'm there. I got you. Absolutely. But I think you said some key is that you don't want people just to come and pay you money just to say, hey, yeah, and, and, and leave without really having the, the knowledge or experience or um, context that they really need. Right. Because you see so many, and, and of course, not to name any names, but you see so many different things that happen within the, the music industry. And sometimes it seems like, oh, yeah, well, I, let, let me just get your money. Yeah. And hey. I really give you come the tools. Here for $500. Either to come perform or you play your music or, or whatever it may be to yeah. say, yeah, we're going to kind of give you some content, but you're not really going to leave with the knowledge that you really should that's going to help you, that's going to help further you along within the industry. And I think that is something that's truly needed that people really, really want to look for. Because I know yeah. sometimes you ask people, I, I was I was at a, uh, the ASCAP Expo a couple of years ago and on the panel they had music, uh, music supervisors up there. And we asked one of the ladies specifically, how do you go about finding music and what types of music? Are and she really couldn't, she circled around the entire answer to the point where she almost got booed by the audience. We were like, Wow. And that's because a lot of people like to keep all things themselves that really kind of sharing that with with everyone else. Do you kind of see that as something that happens today is that there's a lot of hogging of information and not enough sharing and collaboration? Um, I think today is starting to be an industry of people that share Mm. just because it's like also with social media, the Internet and everything, it's kind of hard to hide anything these days. It was like, I really, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. It's almost like we have a silent union of sorts. Mm. This is like, because if somebody do something bad to one and that person jumps on Twitter and makes one tweet mm-hmm. and this person retweets, that person retweets, mm-hmm. this person retweets, not a whole industry. No, we're not dealing with you because you did homie wrong and homie is one of us. Mm. So now we cool. No business. Right. So I think is I think it's becoming a place where we we really share those type of things because I think even more so than just the music as people we're getting to a place to where we just want to see people mm-hmm. as a whole better so we do whatever we can to help any and everybody that we can mm. I, I I found it that a lot of the guys that have that old mentality were guys that they've been getting that done to their whole life. So they think that that's the right way to do mm-hmm. business. So they do it the same way. Like one of the goals for me and my team was to do things so righteous that it makes you question anybody that you've ever dealt with to the point to where it's like, why was your business not that great? Wow. So that's like, that's the whole thing. That's like really anybody that we even work with, mm-hmm. like hence you don't, you don't see a bunch of people under the guy level umbrella. Not that I don't think people fit under the guy level umbrella. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring anybody over without being able to give them something mm-hmm. that makes sense for them to be with me and not with somebody else. Right. So wow. until I can do that, 
I'll just keep collaborating with people and keep giving them every gem that I can give them because more to sell than that, I just want to see people win. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think I saw you post that. Uh, What's today? It was last night. Oh, last night. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just scrolling, and I was just seeing how many. I got sidetracked because I was scrolling, Mm -hmm. and then I jumped on the phone and I'm texting so many people like, "Yo, bro, congrats! Yo, my G, congrats! Yo, I'm proud of you!" Like, I was like, "Man, I could take the whole day and just shout out my homies." (laughs) But it's like I'm in the crib and I'm happy. Like, oh, it's good. And I'm excited for them like it's my win mm-hmm. because it's just I just want to see people do great. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So speaking of gems, so what would be some of the things that you've learned that you feel other people uh, would need to know in order to help them be successful within this business? Um, man, one of the most important things I learned is, especially for producers, like. I'm just giving it to y'all real, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's impossible to get to a top-tier artist because it's, it's, it's starting to get easier than ever. Mm-hmm. You send the right email on the right day and you out of here. Right. But more so than that, if you're really looking to build a legacy, I mean, it's cool to get a placement here, a placement there, a placement here. But man, when are you going to do that great thing mm-hmm. and create something? Create. You have to create the legacy. Mm-hmm. Your legacy can't start with everybody else's. You know what I'm saying? Create create a legacy. So if anybody who follows me knows, I've been quiet musically mm-hmm. for a reason. I've been creating a legacy. I got an artist under my belt. Mm. That's all I care about. Right. That's what it's about, man. Create your legacy. However you see it fit. That is how you imprint everything that you are. Mm-hmm. You have to let people see everything about you. Like like I say, it's nothing wrong with that one record because that one record is great. But most of us aren't just the one record. Right. Most of us are a plethora of stuff. Mm-hmm. You have your own way that you hear music. Mm-hmm. How is the world going to understand how you hear music unless you create that thing? Mm. Be it you putting out a incredible instrumental project or most of us are that are producers are artists in our first right Mm -hmm. man make an album that is about how you hear music that's gonna last because people are always gonna come back to it Mm -hmm. that's think about the greats bro Timbaland had to find artists that were able to convey how he heard Mm -hmm. music for real yay just Blaze, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. You name the great Rick Rubin, the greatest producers of all time, had to create bodies of work to show people what they are. Mm. Man, create that legacy. Create that legacy. Create. I think that's one of the big. I, I like that message. Create that legacy. Create that legacy. Absolutely. So I, I, I was going to ask you what projects you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know if you can really talk about any of those or... I mean, you know, what you got cooking at home. God Level has an artist called Dante Higgins from Houston. Nice. Um, Yeah, that's pretty. I'll say this. uh, Whenever people, you know, 
this is the first artist I've decided to actually stand by and put it mm. all on the line for. Mm. So that should say. So he has to be. That should tell you everything about him. I'm talking about I put it all on the line for. Yeah. At this point in my career, it's not much that anybody can pay me to not do what we're doing. So like, like if you call and it's like, yo, I need you. But if I'm doing this, mm -hmm. you got to wait. I don't care who you are. Because this is my legacy. It's your legacy. You can't pay me enough to cheat on my legacy. Mm. It's so funny because I think so many people cheat on their legacies every day. I'm not doing it. I've done it for so every many day. years of my life. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm focused on building that great thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they compromise too easy. And they give in too easy. Well, we'll give you this. Oh, well, I can use that money. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah. Sure, I could go sign right now for a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and I people could, would jump on but it. But I could wait another six, seven months, maybe a year, and worth about two to three million. Mm, I'm wait. Mm. I ain't, I ain't no, I ain't no stranger to struggle. I ain't afraid to go in the trenches. But do you think that type of mentality happens because you are you've been in the game for so long? Or as a new person coming in, they see, oh, 100,000. Yeah, I want to sign right now. I mean, even more than being in the game, this is life. Mm. I ain't a, I, I'm no stranger to the struggle of life. And with that being said, man, once you know your worth, then you know that struggling is beneath you, but it's part of it. It's part of the process. It's inevitable. You have to go through. I think we're in a generation where people don't like to struggle. You ain't got like And as soon as they struggle, it's, oh, no. Okay. That's the thing. The uncomfort is supposed to make you great. Mm. Greatness comes from uncomfortable and desperate places. Name somebody that's always had it great that has done something super great on top of that. No, everybody comes. Everybody that has kind of achieved at this, that level has all gone through whether it's major things in that person's life or their family, struggles, sacrifices, in order for them to achieve something great, they had to go through. Exactly. They had to go through it. So with that being said, then why are everybody so afraid to struggle? If you want Because it, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Struggle doesn't feel good. No, it don't. You know, we it's want just the, like working out, though. It don't feel good really don't, when you're doing it. That really don't feel good. It don't feel good when you're doing it, but you love the results. Right, you love the results. And, and I think that goes back uh, to the microwave society, is that we want it so fast. You know? And look, I'm, I'm trained for this. We can do it. Because mm -hmm. I know what I'm worth. If somebody told me right now, like, yo, bird, you're going to have to struggle for like two more years, and you're going to be where you need to be at. Where we going? Mm. Where y'all want to do the training at? You know? We're going to struggle here. We're going to struggle in the desert. Where we struggling mm -hmm. at? I'm book my ticket. We going. I ain't, I ain't scared of it. I ain't scared of it. It's good. That's the bounce back, man. It's good. Like, it's good. It can be good. It can be, man. What? Strong. Is good. Oh, we know we gotta. We, <laughs> we know we gotta put it down, man. Let's go. Let's go to the store. We are gonna stock up. We are gonna eat oodles and noodles, and we are gonna run every single day to make sure that we don't get get out of shape from eating this unhealthy food. But we about to grind. Right, but you're building yourself up to be able to endure yeah. through that process as well. Hey, man, I like seriously like. I've, I've been in a place of focus 
just even before coming here, like before coming here, bro, I hadn't really came outside in like three three weeks or something. Hmm. Man, career working. No right. haircut. No nothing. No car wash. Like, man, I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even care what my clothes look like. I'm out here with seven different shades of neon on. Like I don't what? Working. I ain't care nothing about no appearance right now. I was like, okay, I might be on camera. Let me go at least get a line. <laughs> That's the least I can do for this. I well, appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So where can people find you? Man, um, everything. Uh, I am Mark Bird. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email. I'm, I'm really easy to find. Everything is I am Mark Bird. I am Mark Bird. Well, Mark, man, it's been a pleasure. Man, thanks for having me, man. Anytime, man. Y'all gotta absolutely. get y'all gotta get my partner in here, man. I yes, have sir. A partner, my God level partner. Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's make that happen. Charity, really? Yeah, man. That's the other name, Charity. That's the other have a God level, brother. Woo! Oh no, I know. Oh no, 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 no. no. Maybe I don't. But, but no, you ain't heard this. Mm. Ain't nobody heard this yet. Mm-mm. It's crazy. I believe it. It's crazy. I didn't know Charity was the was the other partner, but. I do know how dope she is, though. It's crazy. Yeah. It's scary. Yep. Yep. Brothers, absolutely a pleasure. Man, and of course, I tell you, if you if you ever need some assistance, some help, I got you. I'm going to be hitting you for real. Because hit me up. These classes and these, it's about to go. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. My guy. My guy. Absolutely. Yeah.